I just want to start this episode with a brief disclaimer that I'm aware that my sound is less than desirable. Caroline sounds okay. I sound like I'm drowning while being stuffed with a sock. But you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. And I promise it'll be better by the next episode. But for now, here's this one. Hello and welcome back to the Show and Tell podcast. I'm your co-host, Connor Clary, joined with my other co-host, Caroline Koenig. And this week, the girlies are exhausted, exerted almost no energy this entire week because it was just too much. I did the same. I had a lazy Tuesday and that led to a lazy week. And then I shouldn't have done that because I have a lot of things to do today, but this took priority. So after this, I need to not be tired because I have so much to do, but that's okay. Well, after our surely riveting and lively conversations, I'm sure you will be energized and ready to confront all of your responsibilities. Oh, I'm sure. Guess what I'm making for dinner tonight? What? I'm on the edge of my seat. It's our soup. Our soup? You mean the white chicken chili? Mm-hmm. This is a soup that Connor and I both make that I introduced to him called white chicken chili that you can make in bulk and just eat for every meal for the next week. I made a pot of it about two weeks ago, and I'm still working through it. I've eaten it probably ten times. Never gets old. So good. Well, do you have any updates for the class this week? No, but I want to hear about your women's weights experience. Oh, So, in a frenzy last week, I dropped a class and then added women's weights. It's a weights class for beginner women. And being there, you could really tell that this is a class not made for men. Because when we were stretching on the second day, the teacher was like breathing in and out and telling us how we need to forgive ourselves for all of our mistakes. Now we need to celebrate the little wins. And I just was like giggling to myself because it's just so not what a weights class would be with men's. Um, We also got an email about how we should connect our nutrition with our cycle, our menstrual cycle, to get better results in our weight class. So I don't know if I'm going to be following that, but... What are the tips? It was about how, like, on, like, day four of your cycle, you should be eating carbs, and day eight, you should be eating vegetables, specifically root vegetables. It was very specific information that I didn't really want to learn about. I'm in love with the idea of a women's weights class because I'm just imagining that scene from Midsommar where they are just all circled around this woman, scream crying, and then they all just join her and wail together. And I think that's a beautiful image, just imagining several women in a circle all lifting the same weight. It really is that. I feel like it's that, but the opposite, because it's a bunch of women laying down, scream crying with one woman who's our teacher yelling at all of us on how to properly lift our weights. Have you picked up any weights yet? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I picked up the eight pound weight two days in a row. Wow. The eight pound weight? I know. Tell me all about it. That's incredible. (laughs) Also picked down, picked out a 30 pound kettlebell. Was, there was not a lighter option than the 30 pound kettlebell. I was going to say, you might be shooting too high with that one. Didn't have an option. Did well. Felt confident about it. 
probably wouldn't do it again if there was a 20-pound kettlebell near me, but at least I know I can do it. How do you get graded for a weights class? Uh, we had to set goals. So one had to be, like, fitness-related, and the other two could be other things. One of my goals was to, like, hang out with my cat more. I've been successful. No, it was, like, one of my other goals, because I had my, like, fitness goal, I think, was to, like, I have no idea. I should probably be, like, keeping track of my goals, because it was a goal of mine, but... I'm sorry, your um, goal in your weights class was to play with your cat? One of my three goals, yes. One of your three? What does that have to do with weights? It doesn't. You you had to do one weight goal, one, like, fitness goal, and then, like, the other two could be, like, fitness or just life goals. So it's a holistic approach. Yeah. My, mod, body and mo- bind. Yep. Body and mind. Well, if it was a men's weights class, I can only imagine your goals would be punch more holes in the wall, take more steroids, and stop crying, you baby, pick it up. I could maybe, like, add, like, an hour to your video game consumption a week. Get, like, to level four in Apex Legends or something like that. What is Apex Legends? Dude, I don't know. know What is an Apex? I think it's, like, like, the top, like, Apex Predator is, like... The top of the predators oh right? now we're talking about science no i'm just saying i think the definition of apex is the top of something because of every time someone tries to explain the concept to a video game with me i just entirely black out because i cannot be bothered the only games that i ever want to hear about are ones that involve farming stardew valley farm town farmville they're all incredible gaming experiences they really are. Roller Coaster Tycoon. I, like I the tycoon fucked with games. Roller Coaster Tycoon. I no, had it on I... DS. That was a lie. That was a cold face lie. I did not have it on DS. I had it on my Wii. And I remember it? trying. Yeah, I had it on Wii. And I remember trying to construct the most dangerous, violent roller coaster rides that I could force these passengers to go on just because I liked watching them launch off the end because they had parachutes. Yeah, I had the CD version, and I did the exact same thing. Hurting the civilians was always the top priority in Roller Coaster, Ty- roller coaster Tycoon. <laughs> we were not trying to create a customer service experience. No. We were just creating a slaughterhouse. Really, I was trying to create that roller coaster that is used for euthanasia. Well, it was designed yeah. to be an alternative to euthanasia. Would you write it? Mm, if you asked me in, like, seventh grade, probably, yeah. Oh, I would have taken a joy ride in seventh grade. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to say, like, speaking of, but I can't think of anything. What are you drinking this week? I'm drinking orange juice because my body in general feels as though it is decaying. And I felt like I needed some nutrition. I've drank a lot of questionable drinks in the last 24 hours. Last night, I consumed what I was told is called woo-woo juice. Mm. It was an alcoholic beverage. I am unsure of what alcohol was in it. It definitely had a cranberry flavor, and the rim of the glass was lined with sprinkles. And every time I drank it, I was told I had to say woo-woo because it was going to hit me like a train. Did it? Not last night, but this morning it did for sure. I do not feel well. So, of course, my first instinct was to go get a four for four and drink a cold brew instead of water. And then went to Starbucks and got a refresher, which sounds refreshing except for the amount of sugar that I have consumed. 
and no nutrition. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I had a four for four last night, and it is just such a good deal. It It is shocking how good of a deal it is every single time. Yeah, whoever invented that really deserves the Nobel Peace Prize because they have changed my life for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want you yeah. to know you absolutely transferred the desire for fofofo to me last night because I was going to sleep on a mattress in the middle of my friend's living room and the image of a four for four just penetrated my brain. Were we so on the astral plane together? We definitely entered the astral plane together and you whispered a sweet, sweet four for four into my ears and I just could not resist. The fofofo? Well, I'm drinking, not orange juice, I'm drinking Peach Bellini Secco, which is, I think it's the famous wine from Trader Joe's that tastes like juice. Can confirm it tastes like juice. It has like a wine aftertaste, but it is just like sparkling wine that tastes like peach and is so good. I don't think I'm going to feel well tomorrow, but that's okay. It does sound like a drink that would come back around to hurt you. That's okay. I'm. It it just tastes so good, and I wanted to get a new drink for this week because this podcast is making me more adventurous with my drinking. Because I want to have a new and unique thing every week. I did that too. I bought a nice craft beer, and I drank most of them, but I left one. But we will have to wait and see until next week <laughs> to see if you actually drink the craft beer. We will see. That'll get people coming back real fast. Yeah, leave a five-star review if you want to see me drinking a craft beer next week. I'm sure that'll be the highlight. Everything you're thinking about. And it should be. It is extremely important. Probably more important than the death of Prince Philip. R.A.P. and peace. Rest in peace, dude. When I woke up the morning that Prince Philip died, I opened Twitter and I just saw his face and I just knew. I was in love with Lana Del Rey's response. What was it? Is this why you accidentally followed Lana Del Rey on the podcast Instagram account? Yeah, I was brought to her Instagram account because I saw a screenshot of it and I just felt so compelled to follow her that I did and I didn't even realize what account I was on. I was really excited as well at the idea that we would just follow me, you, Bernie Sanders, and Lana Del Rey, but I did unfollow her, unfortunately. She wasn't worthy of the follow from the the show and tell podcast account that has two fall fo- or three followers, I think, as of now. It has six. We're famous. We really are. Look at us. Maybe we'll post on it. Maybe at just some maybe. Point. What Lana Del Rey said was, "I've always loved the way they loved," and then it's a picture of Prince Philip and the Queen. Doesn't feel appropriate. Like I get it. It's on the right track, but it took the wrong train. Well, the question is, they're cousins. Mm, yeah. Forgot about that one. And I think she's the only person that I have seen publicly mourning his death. Mm Mm-hmm. Because no one else seems to care. No. I saw something that was, like, it was these people asking, like, an expert on the British royalty how Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip met. And he goes, well... They're related. And then that was the answer. What a cute meeting story. We're family. You met at grandma's. Both of you grandmas. 
I've always loved the way they loved. Sure. Thank you, Lana Del Rey. I think the tweet that I saw that included just said, a fucking course. Because every time a national event occurs, Lana Del Rey just has to say the one thing that no one else was thinking. It's her duty. She's America's true sweetheart. Well, on that note, I'm very excited to know what you're showing and telling. But um, who wants to go first this week? I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. (laughs) No, I went first last week. You go first. Okay. So I was gonna do the hit new documentary Seaspiracy but then that felt too forced because I don't really care that much but what do I care about I care about shitty TLC shows there's a new TLC show on the block that was recommended to me in my YouTube and I had to click on it because it just it seemed too interesting and then so I watched the first episode today this show is called The Blended Bunch So it's like a blended family. We know, we all know how TLC loves weird religious families, Mm i.e. like the Duggars and like sister wives. I also fell down a sister wives rabbit hole. Does not seem like any of the marriages are doing well. But anyway, the blended bunch. So first there's Erica, who is the mom. She is 33 years old and she was married to her husband, Tony, at the age of, I think, 19. At 23, Tony got brain cancer battled it for eight years, and died when she was 29. In that time, they had seven children. Wow, he was pumping them out. I know! So then on the other side of things, there's this guy named Spencer. He's 32 years old right now. He got married at 20, and his wife died in a car crash, and he has four kids. I feel like I should be keeping a family tree. It's gonna get confusing. These notes- I'm trying my best with these notes, but it's a little difficult. So he's in Virginia, and he's this he's a widower, and she and this girl Erica is in Utah. Spoiler alert, they're Mormon. They're both Mormon. How was that a spoiler? Was there a you big know, reveal? T- no, not really. Just TLC loves Mormon people. You, you'll figure out that they're Mormon later in the next part of this story. Was so, it not immediately obvious? You know, <laughs> with the seven children in ten years. So anyway, they're... Spencer's in Virginia and Erica's in Utah and they're they both join a Facebook support group for widows and widowers and they meet and on a whim Spencer decide three years after his wife dies Spencer decides to move his four kids to Utah to pursue Erica so this is three years post their spouse's death Spencer moves to Utah they went on one date they say they They shared this kiss. The next week, they're engaged. Six weeks later, they're married. When they get married, all 11 kids move in together. And TLC also moves in and starts recording their lives. How could you not? Yeah, but also, like, there's a lot of kind of moral dilemmas in this because you're watching these kids, one, not really get along with each other, not get along with their new step-parent, and mourn their parent who died. And it's like, who in their right mind would, one, get married within seven weeks of their, like, two months of their first date, and two, let TLC come in, do, like, watch their children, essentially. They call themselves the modern-day Brady Bunch. This is what the parents say. None of the kids really enjoy this situation, except for two of them. I was gonna say, I think the Brady Bunch liked each other. A little bit, yeah. And the Brady Bunch, I don't think their parents died. There's a few distinctions. yeah. So there's six boys in this family and five girls. The oldest of the girls, who is 
the woman, Erica, the woman's kid, is named Emma. Emma, there's an entire plot line in this episode about her just being a bully to all of these well, other kids. Her name is Emma. She has no option. Yeah, that was the first mistake on Erica's end. But Emma specifically doesn't like Spencer's kid, who is eight years old and named Harper. Because Harper is sensitive. And TLC sets up their interviews together, like side by side. So their interviews the entire time, Harper's like, I think this is a good family. And Emma's like, no, it's not Harper. You're such an idiot. (laughs) Talk yourself, I'm Harper. No, I'm not. I'm Emma. You're definitely Emma. But Harper really tries to fight back, but she's also eight and doesn't really know how. Emma is eight? Emma's, or no, Emma's ten, Harper's eight. So Emma picks on Harper. Uh, So this is a ten-year-old and an eight-year-old with their little spat being televised? Yeah. I'm in love. And Harper, like, points out that she's mean to all of the other girls. And then there's, like, individual confessionals with all of the other girls being, like, Emma thinks she's in charge all the time, but she's not. (laughs) So, like, no one really likes Emma. There's an entire, like, just cut scene of Emma being rude to each individual kid. And as this is happening, there's a voiceover of Erica, the mom, saying, quote, The kids don't see each other, er, yeah, the kids don't see each other as actual siblings yet, which is problematic. You maybe should have given them more than two months to introduce each other to each other, like, introduce them before moving them in to a new environment, but. That would be a lot. Yeah. Yeah, all of the girls call Emma the bossy one. And then, so... Is she the bossy one, or is she the boss? Both. Emma's a boss, babe. She's a boss, babe. She'll be in an MLM before we know it. Obviously known for loving MLMs. Oh, yeah. Um. So, this episode moves on from, like, conflict to conflict very quickly. Next conflict. There's 11 kids, four rooms to split them in between. What do you do? The two oldest kids are from each of, like, the separate parents. They're Brayden and Landon. They're both 12. They became instant best friends. They're the only ones without issues in this situation. They love each other. They share a room. These names just keep getting worse. Yeah. And in their little confessional, they talk about how, like, it's like, what do you guys talk about? And they're like, girls. It's like, oh, you're 12. Good job. Like, girls, video games, like, sports, but mostly girls. Very middle school. That's what I said, too. Yeah. But, yeah, in middle school, you're super into the ladies. Oh, for sure. The ladies were super into you. Can't argue with that one. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Let's go. So, during this entire episode, TLC's also being, like, TLC and being kind of exploitative in the way that, like, they have these conflicts, but it always cuts to, like, a kid holding a picture of their, like, deceased parent and being like, I miss mommy, and, like, holding it to their chest. (laughs) So, like, this whole, like, 11 kids, four bedroom situation leads to them switching up the rooms a bit, and when they go and, like, redo their rooms... This girl, I think it was Harper, and then this other girl, Sophia, were sharing a room. And Harper wanted a picture of her mom in the room, but Sophia didn't because she didn't have a picture of her mom. Unfortunately, Sophia, her mom, like, Sophia's mom is alive and in the home, and she can't empathize with the fact that Harper just wants a picture of her mom in the room. Um, But they solved this. Sophia was making Harper keep this picture of her mom in the closet, but... 
It's a very um, sad location to stuff your dead mom's portrait. Right? But Erica, Sophia's mom, gives Sophia a picture of her, of, like, Erica to her. So then they both have their mom hanging in their room, and then everything's better. Suddenly, everything's good in the world, and everyone's really happy. But yeah, so, like, TLC keeps being kind of exploitative with that, of, like, talking about their dead parents, and then, like, showing the kids mourning them, and being like, Tanner's having a hard time with the transition, and it's, like, her crying with a picture of her dad. Like, it's not fun to look at for anyone. It's kind of like no shit. Yeah. Another key player in this entire situation is Erica's brother, who when her husband was battling cancer, he moved to come help her with the kids because she had seven kids. So he moved from, I don't somewhere in the US to Utah to come help her. And then after he died, he stayed to continue to help her. And he does not like her new husband at all. So he has, I wrote down the gripes he had with Spencer. Okay. He said that Spencer has four kids and Erica does not have time to go from seven to 11 children, which is fair. Um, he was really upset that they got married so fast. I think that's also pretty fair. He Spencer has a new business in Utah. So Erica's at home taking care of all of the 11 kids. So her brother, quote, said he moved from Virginia to Utah for a babysitter. Which He has a very complete list of complaints. Yeah, and this is just a few. I couldn't write as fast as he was giving them out. Did he write them out and nail them on the door like Martin Luther? No, I've seen... Okay, spoiler This wasn't okay. in this episode, but I saw a clip of okay. the brother talking to Spencer about all of these gripes. They didn't really get anywhere, but they felt better at the end of the conversation. But I didn't see the full episode for that one, so who knows? Another plot line of this... This is questionably the worst one in my opinion of this episode is date night so erica and spencer go on date night to get to know each other because they only dated for a week so they don't really know each other that well so they do date night once a week and erica's parents come and watch all 11 children i'm sorry did i just willfully ignore that they only dated for a week before getting married a week before getting engaged they had one kiss kissed a week after that, got engaged, and then six weeks after that, got married. So there's seven weeks from first date to marriage. How sinful. They kissed before? I know. I mean, I wanted to be Mormon at one point. So that you know. was one of your worst phases. You were a little weird about it. <laughs> you told everyone you wanted to be Mormon, and then you had absolutely no justification. You just liked the idea of it. My justification was I wanted to be happy. This was also in middle school for anyone <laughs> who's wondering. <sighs> You thought Mormonism was going to cure your depression? Have you met a sad Mormon? I have met one Mormon and she had a crush on me. Yeah, she was clearly very happy then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I could give her that. Anyway, we're getting off topic. So her parents like Spencer. Uh, Her parents watch all 11 kids on their weekly date night. I wrote this down. They went to a fancy dinner. Spencer ordered chicken tenders on their date night. The adult man ordered chicken tenders? Mm Mm-hmm. And he has four children. Yeah. Erica said, hey, this is what I make your kids for lunch every day. And he said, damn, I should come home for lunch. He didn't say damn. He said, dang, I should come home for lunch (laughs) more often. And then he made some sex joke about how they have fun during lunch times. Oh. 
didn't while eating chicken tenders while he was eating chicken tenders and she was eating like a bisque or something it was some kind of soup can you imagine going on a date with an adult man and you sit down he orders chicken tenders yeah i don't think it's like i i think tlc can like you know sway the participants of their show a a little bit i don't think they they made him order the chicken tenders i'm putting that out there (laughs) no he totally decided to order those chicken tenders if i had a man on a date order chicken tenders i think i would just get up and leave i agree that's so right anyway this is where they introduce that they want to adopt each other's children which is fine uh but then it cuts to the at the house the youngest out of all the kids, which is one of Spencer's kids, he is adorable. He's like two or three. He talks to the grandparents, which are Erica's parents, about, he's like, what do I call you? Like, he was like, Erica told me not to call you grandma or grandpa. What do I call you? Which is like fucked up in its own right. And then Emma steps in and she's like, they're not your grandparents. So don't call them grandma and grandpa. (laughs) To this like three-year-old who doesn't have grand like their grandparents are in like Virginia and he doesn't know any better like he probably doesn't remember his mom he probably only remembers Erica I don't know and Emma's just speaking her truth yeah and the grandparents are like call us Betsy and John so like they didn't do any better either but the grandparents bring it up to them after date night and that went pretty well they said, hey, your kid asked, like, what to call us. Like, we just said Betsy and John. And he was like, why did you say that? Like, Spencer was really upset. Because he was like, we're trying to make this, like, family blended, not have, like, differences in, like, siblings, essentially. Um, And he was like, why do you tell him not to call you grandma and grandpa if you're going to be essentially their grandparents for all, you know, intents and purposes? Mm-hmm. And then they understood and went on with their life. They seemed fine with it. Um, they just wanted the children to make their own choice about it, which is fair. I think Emma should just run this entire family. Emma is already... She, like, if she could make chicken tenders at lunchtime, it's over for this Erica chick. She could care for the father. Uh, yeah. She could I think do she's, everything. Emma's the true visionary here. She could run this family i think with an iron grip she i think she already is i think she can she could probably break spencer in half with her words if she wanted to she's really probably the glue to that entire situation yeah that's the like the job of a stepdaughter though you know i need an emma in my life run over the man the stepdad anyway so then toward the end of the episode they talk about they talk to Erica's family about wanting to adopt the kids, but the shocker is they want to change Erica's kid's last name to Spencer's last name, which I oh. think is like kind of fucked up because like they have their dad, he's not here, but like you should probably keep your dad's last name. Um, and the brother was very concerned about this and started crying, and he was like, "Why are you doing this?" But kind of at the end confessional, Erica and Spencer were like, we've made our decision. Peace out. And then that was the end of the episode. So they're changing their last name to this chicken tender man's last name? Yeah, to chicken tender man's last name. I think so. But so this 
entire series or this entire episode brought a few questions to my mind. So I did a little research. I first wanted to know, is this like a normal time period to wait after a spouse dies to marry a new person? Because I didn't like, I didn't know that at all. I know it's, I know men usually take like no time at all to remarry after divorce, but I didn't know about like being widowed. Mm -hmm. So what I found was kind of shocking to me. Men take usually two to three years to remarry after their spouse dies and women take three to five years to remarry. So I feel like that's a pretty quick turnaround, right? For both women and men. No, but this is just people. I think the Mormons might expedite it. Oh, they, I bet they do. They gotta find their, like, second love of their life. The second one God chose. And then I also looked up, I was curious because they're Mormon, why they, like, why bother taking six weeks to get, to wait to get married if you're, if you already got engaged in one week, why not just, like, go straight to the courthouse then? I, and I was trying to figure out if there was, like, a Mormon rule with that one to, like, you have to wait six months, six weeks in your engagement. I couldn't uh-huh. find anything. But I did find that Mormons usually, guess how long Mormons usually date on average before they get engaged? Uh, Like a month. It was three to six months before engagement. And then their engagement period is usually three to four months. So most people start dating and get married within the year in the Mormon religion. Very quick. That's crazy. But anyway, so that was my research project for this week was my little show and tell. I was very intrigued by it. What I got out of that is that I need to channel the energy of Emma this week and really just yeah. boss my way through it. I completely agree. My topic well, this week, mine this week, was the demise of Yahoo Answers. Ooh, okay, that's relevant. It has been the only thing that I can think about for this entire week. Maybe that's why I got absolutely nothing done. I've just spent hours upon hours scrolling through old yahoo answers posts and reminiscing they're so good is there a reason or are you gonna tell me a reason why yahoo answers is even dying yeah so i really okay. really dug deep into this one and couldn't understand why it was being shut down so what's happening for those who are uninformed is that yahoo answers has finally met its end on april 20 they're moving it to read only so you'll still be able to see it but you can't comment anything and then it's finally getting shut down on may 4 so yahoo got acquired at some point i guess by verizon so yahoo isn't its own thing anymore it's owned by verizon and verizon didn't give a reason as to why they're shutting down yahoo answers but there seems to be two most prominent ideas the first is that it's not profitable because no one's paying to view Yahoo Answers. But that's really, the beauty of Yahoo Answers. It's free. It is. But no one, I don't think, even cares to advertise on it. Because I was on this website, and the state of it is just abysmal. Yeah. Because the other reason, and probably the more likely reason it's being shut down, is that the content on it right now is unhinged. It is. I, yeah, been, I can't even imagine who's using it at this point. It I haven't has, even thought of Yahoo Answers in years. It has been infested by Trump supporters and alt-right conspiracy theorists. And I wrote oh. down 
to get a, to get the true sense of the disarray this website is in, I wrote down some of my favorite questions. Okay. One that stood out to me. One that stood out to me was, "Did God forsake Donald Trump by allowing Biden to win?" Hmm. The consensus I, was yes. I don't yes. think I understand that one. Yeah. <laughs> God did forsake Donald Trump, allowing Biden to win. Next, we had, who was a greater president, George W. Bush or Donald Trump? That's a I'm hard not, one. <laughs> I'm not even sure that they're in the same ballpark. Yeah, I think they're just. They're separate beasts. I'm not sure what the comparison is for, but the next one is a personal favorite. Should I kill myself? What was the answer? No, because God loves you. Okay, I was asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Just wondering. um, Good to know God loves me, though. I did get some upvotes. The post got a few likes, which was grim. (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot of really what oh i was gonna say do you think that reddit led to somewhat of the demise of yahoo answers because i would if i had a question i would go to reddit rather than yahoo answers at this point yeah i was gonna talk about at the end i want to get really oh sorry and then some of the questions or some of the questions were verging on violent, and I'm not sure why they're not being taken down, but personally, I'm enjoying them. If you're a person who voted for Democrats, comma, socialist, wait. <laughs> if you're, sorry, if you're a person who voted for Democrats, comma, socialist, you should die a horrible death? Question mark? Question mark. 17 likes. Is the likes to, like, uh, like, kind of like upvotes to like understand like hey we want an answer or like yes it's a thumbs up emoji which really i think should i kill myself thumbs up (laughs) like several (laughs) i don't know what i'd do if i wrote that question and got thumbs up on it i think i know what we would do yeah that's (laughs) fair (laughs) this one liberals how does it feel to know that you're going to rot in hell for the rest of your life? Did anyone okay. answer? I'm not sure. I feel okay about it. I think if Little Nas X is there, <laughs> defeating the devil. <laughs> did he not kill the devil in that music video? Did he? I think I think he did. I, he just I, don't, I don't think I got to the end, if I'm going to be completely honest. I think I'm he sure. lap danced the devil to death. That's iconic. It is iconic. <laughs> I agree. There were some innocent questions still, such as, I just ate unwashed carrots. Will I die? I can answer that one. Yes. Probably not. Oh. No guarantees. I've washed, I've eaten a few unwashed carrots and I'm chilling. That one concerned me because I've never washed a carrot before. I did not know you were supposed to. You have to wash all vegetables. But they're in bags. And a strawberry is in a container. Did you not see those strawberry videos? Oh, I saw the strawberry videos. I have not eaten a single strawberry since I saw all of those bugs coming out of the strawberries. It is not okay what that video did to me. No, me neither. I have not consumed a strawberry since either. I also enjoyed this question. When the queen dies, will Meghan Markle be queen? Like, I know the answer's no. But I wish. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> why not 
She fled the country. An American queen. <laughs> An, a or British we queen take from America. The twenty twenty pl- or twenty twenty one plot twist is America takes England now. Three hundred something years later, you, we take you England. Know what? Even better, I think. When America inevitably collapses, I think mm-hmm. what needs to happen is we return to a monarchy. Yeah. Who's the first in line? Meghan Markle. Oh, yeah, okay. Because she's the first American. Is she a princess? Whatever she is. Yeah, she like she redacted all of her like titles, I think. I didn't watch the interview. I can't be certain on that one. She left the monarchy, but then they moved to America, and I think they should be in charge. Where do they live? California. <laughs> we have, like, a full prince in, like, Orange County. <laughs> yeah, they're in California. She has a chicken farm. That's what she wanted. They were living in Tyler Perry's mansion. Who's Tyler Perry? The actor. Uh, yes. He's in Paw Patrol. No way. Is he the, is he the firefighter? I don't know. I've never watched Paw Patrol, but I really hope he's not the cop. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine Meghan Markle and Prince, I think, Harry staying at the cop from Paw Patrol's house. I don't like that. I don't know if I can handle the thought of any of this. Anyways, those were my select questions that I wanted to share with the class. Then I wanted to talk about my personal connection to Yahoo Answers Please do. I received a higher quality sex education from Yahoo Answers than I did from any other source. I can agree with that one. I can second that. Any question that I had, Yahoo Answers turned me gay. I spent, I spent, I am absolutely positive. I spent hours of my life Googling, am I gay? And this was in the era where Yahoo Answers was the first result for any question that you ever searched. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember looking up, whatever, why do you guys make me feel like that? And mm-hmm. it was always Yahoo Answers telling me that I was a little queer. And I have to thank it for that. So did it make you gay or did it confirm that you were gay to yourself? I think it turned me gay. Okay. I think the experience of being on Yahoo Answers definitely was a contributing factor. That's very fair. Well, I also used it to research my pet rocks and how to care for them. You did have a extensive pet rock army. I can't say collection, because they were your pets. Yeah, they were my passion. And I would look up how to take care of my pet rocks on the internet, and Yahoo Answers would be the first result. Well, really, how do you take care of a pet rock? I would bathe them. That's Which cool. was kind of unfortunate because it would wash off the marker that I would draw the faces on with. <laughs> you so killed was, them. It was a little... Grim. Murderous. <laughs> 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 and I would just redraw the face. Different? Did you do like a more pained expression every time? No, they stayed the same. <laughs> I wasn't aware of what I was doing. I didn't know the pain I was inflicting on my pet rocks, but Yahoo Answers never told me. They just told me to give them a bath. So I That's did. Okay. They told me to play with them. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I take them on the swing set. This is 
this is the context other people don't know. Having pet rocks is, like, weird, but you also had a lot of pets as a kid. So, like, you're taking- you're bathing pet rocks adjacent to your pet hamster or your pet frogs. Like, you always had a pet that wasn't a rock. I was bathing pet rocks in replacement of taking care of my hamsters. Those animals were heavily neglected. I should not Hansel have had that. Six-year-old Connor. I was horrible. I would beg for these animals and then absolutely not care. I was like, didn't want it anymore. All I wanted was these rocks because they didn't require actual care. I could do it on my own time. That's very fair. I think at some point on the pod, we should go over all of your pets and their names, because I think you were an elite pet namer as a child. They were all just Disney characters. No, but then you had the frogs, Hip and Hop. Those oh, were those, your... those were an, an error. <laughs> an error? Yeah, you only had like character names, and then you got Hip and Hop. I didn't live for about six months. I think more questionable is the names that I gave to my toads. Which one are those? The four toads that I raised from tadpoles. Oh my god, what were their names? Well, the darkest one was named Martin after Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) I don't think that should go into the pod. Full disclaimer, I was 11 years old. I thought it was allyship. Clearly not. Clearly misguided. Would not recommend. And then the other one that I remember was named Bertha, because she was the fattest frog. Bertha and Martin formed a special relationship what kind of special relationship sexual Mm. because i walked in and bertha was on top Mm. bertha was a man and martin was a girl well who could have seen that no one and did you know they squeal when they're fucking i did not and it was audible throughout the entire house (laughs) i don't I can't imagine your parents reacting to that. So no wonder I wasn't interested and needed to play with my pet rocks instead. I was just seeking refuge for my fucking frogs. Yeah, that was almost as bad as... We'll get back to Yahoo Answers. But that was almost as bad as, remember in seventh grade, it was like our sex ed for seventh grade. Our teacher put on a video of grasshoppers fucking to the 18th overture and then left the room. I don't remember that, but that is beautiful. We were in the same science class. It was... All I remember from that science class is we were given a cow eyeball and I smashed it because I thought it was going to pop. It did pop. I just it think did. It was popping. Very fun. Yeah. Anyway. Did I invent that memory? That might have just been a cold-faced lie again. I don't know if you... In- like, we did dissect the think- cow eyeball. I don't know if you popped it. I wanted to. Oh, yeah. Why did I? I don't think I did that. I think I made that up. Well, no, you dissected a cow eyeball I, for I sure. I remember afterward if I smashed it. Oh. I was always destroying science experiments. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yahoo Answers. <laughs> frogs. Make gay frogs. Oh, you were talking about how Yahoo Answers made you gay. And confirmed that you are queer. We had moved on. We were talking about pet rock how-tos. Oh, yeah, yeah. But another tip and trick that Yahoo Answers taught me about pet rocks is to leave them a dish for water. Oh, just in case they get parched? 
in case they get thirsty, which is more than I can say I provided for my hamster. That's fair. I don't think I ever changed this water. Poor scabbers. Poor scabbers. Poor Linus. There was two of them. Oh, yeah. Which left my father in charge of taking care of these pets, and he would feed it cookies and cereal, and it got diabetes and died, both of them. I do remember but that. My pet rocks were alive and well, thriving. I wouldn't change a thing. They deserved the best. They're still in my closet, which is morbid. Oh, I was going to ask, did you ever, did they ever kick the bucket and go away? No, they're still around. Okay, good for them. In a prison cell. I'm sure they're okay. Where should I release them? Well, I guess their marker is faded at this point. But where would I release them? Yahoo Answers can't even answer that for me. Well, I have... Nine days. One more week. Until April 20, I can ask Yahoo Answers where I should release my pet rocks. Do you want the alt-right people to call you the F-slur for asking you about your pet rocks? Where should I release my pet rocks? I don't know. Kill yourself, libtard. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Reddit question for sure. (laughs) I should take it to Reddit. Reddit really is the better replacement. R slash pet rocks. (laughs) Or the real reason Yahoo Answers died is just that Reddit took over. Oh, for sure. I'm glad it did. I think I think it was time for Yahoo Answers to die. I know people are trying to archive it. I think we just need to, to let go. Yeah, I think it's like it's a good it's a good thing for just us as a human race to take in, appreciate it for what it is. And then realize, like Marie Kondo, it realize it's not bringing us joy anymore, and like say thank you and goodbye. It certainly does not spark joy. Scrolling through and seeing all of the death wishes upon <laughs> yeah, it's getting morbid <laughs> upon anyone. Really, that the I just ate unwashed carrots. Will I die? Was the most positive question that I was able to find. I can believe that one. I spent a solid hour just getting my hands dirty on Yahoo Answers, looking for some sign of light, some sign of brightness, something to convince me that there was still hope. Could not find it. It's the last time you're going to be able to do that before. I guess you could before May 4th, but probably won't. I'm glad you got to take your walk down memory lane on Yahoo Answers. I think I'm at peace, finally. Yeah, I liked your TikTok series about it. It brought back a lot of, like, good memories for me. That was cathartic. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing. (laughs) Well, thank you all for listening. If you want to follow me on TikTok, I'm at dinonuggets.jpg. Same on Instagram, and my Twitter is at puppylover2008, lover spelled L-U-V-R, because you know what I love? Puppies. Um, And you can find me at on Instagram at caroline.koe and I think on Twitter it's caroline underscore koe but I don't really post there and you know what Kesha said is this really gonna be our outro (laughs) yeah (laughs) sure you know what Kesha said see you next Tuesday hell yeah you didn't say it with me bitch do you want to say it together see you next Tuesday wait no I'm gonna say you know what Kesha said Uh. 
See you next no, Tuesday. No, no, I was gonna. Okay. And you know what Kesha said? See, See you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Fuck.